working? Top. So we will be starting, um, we, we missed the first uh, part of the shear, we'll be starting on the main part of the shear on page 116. The problems that can arise from a kosher kitchen come from this principle called ta'am ki'ikar. What is ta'am ki'ikar? Literally that the flavor is considered the main substance. What does that mean? In all of the Torah, we usually go according to the rule of the majority. If I have a pot full of meat, and some milk would spill into that pot. We go according to the majority. Majority is meat, it's all, it's all good. Majority is milk, and some meat falls into it. We go according to the majority. However, the Torah tells us, regarding a Nazir, we learn something different. And what is that? The Pasuk says as follows. By Daber Hashem El Moshe Lemor, Daber Bnei Yisrael Amata Lehem Isho Isha Kiyafli Lindor Neder Nazir Lazir Hashem. When a man or woman decides to take an oath to be a Nazir, a Nazarite. And then the Torah tells us, A Nazir cannot drink wine or vinegar or anything like that. And any water that the, the grapes were soaked in that water, that water also becomes prohibited even though the grapes were removed and they were removed completely intact but there's a flavor of the grapes that has now been imparted into that water here the Torah tells me that it is prohibited and if you look at the Gemara in Mishrat the sages learn out from this the principle of a flavor is considered as if the real substance was there that if a Nazareth would drink such water, since it had the flavor of grapes, he becomes liable. And from here the sages no doubt that the Torah was giving us one example, and from this example we can learn out to many other principles. So what is the principle? The principle is Tam Kikar. The flavor imparted in something, even though it's not the majority, would make that, uh, that food uh, re retain that flavor and the, uh, the, I view it as if the food is that flavor. For example, it's something trait. How, how does he jump from the one to nausea? To nausea. It's all the principle that flavor is imparted from one and that applies to, to me and to and to milk and to all Isurim Shabbatari. That's what the sages say. Now this is a very, very important principle, which first of all is a big machlokin, which we don't have time to go into. What does it mean flavor? Right? Because does it mean actual substance was trans uh, trans uh, if a drop of milk falls into the pot? Is that considered flavor or is that considered substance? This is a big discussion amongst the Rishonim. If you want, at the end of this uh, shiur, there's a further Ion the essay where we go into the uh, defin definition according to Shitak Rashi. Because Rashi is unique. Rashi says this principle of time ki'ikar, that the flavor, I view it as if it's the actual substance, is only a rabbinic decree. All the other Rishonim pretty much argue with him. And basically, well, not all the other Rishonim, it's a big machlokit Rishonim, Rabbi Tam argues, and that's 
Yes. An artificial flavor would not count, I assume. No, no, yeah. wouldn't it? Yeah. So we're talking about real meat fed into milk or gave a flavor or real milk gave flavor to meat. That would be considered tam ki kar. And even though it's not a majority, we now have a trait mixture. According to Rashi, it's only a prohibition midrabanan, rabbinically. When do we say the flavor is nullified? Now, this is also a big machloket between the Rishonim, but it's actually, it starts with the machloket with the Tanaim. Then it goes to machloket the Amoraim, and finally it's a machloket between the Rishonim. So let's see, uh, pick up uh, the Gemara in Zvachim Tet. Amar Rabba, Rabba says, Amu Rabbonan Bataima, Va Amu Rabbanan Beruba. Sometimes it can be nullified by flavor, and sometimes it can be nullified by majority. When do we apply which rule? Says that there's no more flavor. You see, in the case of the nose, yeah. I give this example of 
Yes. They don't understand. Yeah. But flavor of me or milk. How do how do you get flavor of meat and milk? Because the Gemara in Psachim is saying like this. The Gemara says, just like you have the. taste when it's less than a sixtieth. The Gemara in Chulim Tzadichet says that we learn this out from again a, a, a law connected to a Nazir, we shall not going to go into it, it's Nullified one in sixtieth is no longer a problem of flavor. When it comes to min the minor, like and like, two pieces of steak, so then we go according to the majority. I'll just say the bottom line, halachalamaisa, because it's a, it's a very complicated.
in the majority substance. Let's read it inside in the Shulchan Aruch. However, sorry, let me just finish. However, if it was three meatballs, but it was a liquid of the, of the same food, let's take those, uh, the, that example of those three um, meatballs that were mixed together in a stew, right, with a, through liquid. So then I say you need 60 times. Objects that are mixed, you always need now that we've got that rule that you need a ratio of 60 in order basically to nullify any mixture. Now we come to the common problems that happen in the kitchen. What's the problem? Two possible problems that happen in the kitchen. Possibility number one I take a meat frying pan, okay, and I'm uh, cooking something. Uh, meeting
contains kosher. So three separate halakhot. The fleshic pot is fine. The meaty stew is also okay. You can eat it. The spoon that you, the milk spoon that now you mix with fleshic has to be kosher. What would happen if you have another scenario? And if you did cook within 24 hours, a soup in the time. If the flavor of the, the absorbed flavor in the pot walls are now imparted into the milk, and if I don't have a ratio of 60 times milk from that flavor, then the milk and everything is going to be trained. How do I measure how much flavor was absorbed in the pot? So the answer is that the Beit Yosef tells us that basically it's almost impossible to have enough milk in the pot which is 60 times the entire surface area says uh, that that's how we ask it. The Ramah brings a, a another case. What happens? Source number 17. This is Shadi. You took a meat lid from the pot and you placed the meat lid on the milk
a non-fresh uh, flavor or a ruined flavor, then it would be okay. And the Gemara basically says that any vessel that has not been used within 24 hours, the flavor that it imparts is considered a non-fresh flavor. And therefore, if we go back to our example, I took a meat pot, but as opposed to what we were talking about before, that I just use this meat pot. This pot hasn't been used for 24 hours, and now I'm We'll call it ruined flavor. Umutar hatavshil. The translation we translated as a stale taste. So in such a case, mutar hatavshil. The food is going to be permitted. The pot, the pot has now absorbed meat and milk. You have to kasher. That is the principle that basically comes out. Um, from this principle. Now the question is like this.
which has absorbed the tray flavor will not impact my food. And that is the halakha. You can still eat the food. So the question is, why halakha cannot? Uh, why I can't do that? Answers the Gemara rabbinic decree. What are we worried about? We worry about, take the example of the pot that we said, I use my meat pot on Monday night for, for stew, wait 24 hours, on Tuesday night I'll, I'll, I'll have the tuna lasagna, which is milchik, and then on Wednesday night I'll go back. says as follows. Go to source 23. In ben we're taking our spoon and the spoon is not being used for 24 hours. In such a case, it was not used for 24 hours.
everything we prohibit, you're not allowed to use it for anything, even power. Right? Okay, so now that we have this very important rule, that something that is not 20, hasn't been used for 24 hours, basically cannot impart flavor, and therefore everything that we're worried about, about flavor that it's the right and even though it isn't, and as soon as it's uh, more than 60, the whole thing becomes trade. say to you, Rabbi, I don't know if I use this pot within the last 24 hours. Now, it's very simple. If it's in your own kitchen, you probably will remember. Mm -hmm. But you now go to someone else's kitchen and you don't know if it's been used within the last 24 hours or not. What is the rule? So says Tosso, the Kaimelan, the Stam clay of Dekochabim, we can assume that the average vessel of a non-Jewish person has not been used within 24 hours. And this is the opinion of Rashi and Rabbeinu Tam and the Reed. The Stam Klehem Enam Bnei Yomah. That a trait clean, you go into a non-kosher kitchen, you can assume that the vessel was not used within the last 24 hours. Behind the and what is the reason? It's a double down. Perhaps it was used today, perhaps it was used yesterday. And even if they did use it today, That if you don't know, you have to assume that the vessel of a person, average person that, that is now uh, the food was cooked in it, was used within 24 hours. And therefore, that food is now going to be trapped. How do we pass that? Says the Shulchan Aruch, Stam clay of Vessels of a Gentile, you can assume, have not been used within 24 hours. Therefore, if you went and used it before you captured it, the food that you cooked with it is going to be permitted. 
And then the Shukhan adds, Kelfein Kestam Klem Kel of Dei Kochavim Einam Benayonah, just as we assume vessels of a non-Jew have not been used within 24 hours, Kach Stam Kelim Kelobacheskam Sheinam Benayonah. Right, so too, a vessel, um, you know, our vessels, we don't know, it hasn't been Again, I'm assuming that there's the, the Mochit mouth is clean. Or even if I don't know that it's been used within the last 24 hours, and I'll say, steak is okay, You come to the dinner table and uh, someone serves you a beautiful steak and you pick up the knife and you start cutting. And then your wife says, Oi, that is the Mochit knife. And you just cut the steak with it. The answer is, you can carry on eating the steak. Obviously, take the put the knife away. You've got to cut from the knife. But the steak is. If you use heat or something called kabushka mevushal pickled, we, we, we will maybe discuss that in a later shear. But in principle, you need heat. So can I use a trait bowl for something cold? Where is this a common uh, question? You go on a holiday. You go on a holiday. You're renting a, in a, some uh, simmer and from a non-Jewish uh, um, owner. You obviously assume all the vessels are trait. Can I use their vessel to have a cold bowl of cornflakes? What's the concern? We said you cannot use that bowl for anything hot, even though it hasn't been used within 24 hours and the flavor that will be imparted is stale because you might get mixed up. Do we say that therefore I can't even use it for my cold cornflakes? Says the Rosh. Halokeach clay kashmish. I mean, uh, source number 30, page 127. 
And this is a Rosh in the Sefer of Olazar. In Perikei, Siman Lamedvah. Halokeach klei tashmish. Mina ovei kochavim. Someone who takes a vessel from a non-Jew. Im yirtse yat bilena. If you want to use it for cold, so you obviously have to take it to the mikvah, right? And then the yishtamesh batsonen. And then you can use it for, for cold. Now why do you have to take it to the mikvah? The Rosh is assuming that we're talking about a vessel that now belongs to you. If it belongs to you, you have to take it to the mikvah. But let's go back to the holiday house. It doesn't belong to you. You're renting it. If you're renting it, and you just, obviously the, the Canadian don't belong to you, the vessels don't belong to you, you don't have to title them. Ah, oh, but there's still a problem of kashrut, says the Rosh. No. If you're using it for cold, the rabbis made no, so, no such decree. They only said, that even if it hasn't been used for 24 hours, you can't use it for hot. Right? But they didn't say that it hasn't been used for 24 hours, that you can't use it for cold. And what does the Mordechai say? The Mordechai argues. The Mordechai says, Anything that is usually used for hot. You cannot just wash it. Even just to use it for cold. I for your bowl of uh, cornflakes. Because the rabbis prohibited this because if you allow people, let's go back to our holiday house, you're using their bowls, the tray bowls for your cornflakes, you might come to use it for your hot soup as well. Right? And because of that, the Molochai says it's prohibited. How do we pass it? Says the Ramah. The Ramah seems to be Mahmer, that you cannot use it even for cold. What's the problem? The Ramah seems to contradict himself. That Ramah was in Orachayim, Tafnun Aleph, at Silchot Pesach. Right? But now in Yoredea, in Kuftkaf Aleph, the Ramah says, and look at the bolden uh, uh, three words. You've got a pot that needs to be captured. I was used for hot. So obviously you can't use it for hot. Can you use it for cold? Says even the you allow to use it for cold, but then you add three words. Specifically on a temporary manner. For example, if he's in the house of a Gentile, our holiday home, the Ramah gave us the law that if you're in the home of a Gentile, obviously on a temporary basis, you're just going for a holiday, you can use their bowls, have to make sure that they're completely clean, but if they're completely clean, I, there's no physical trace substance on it, you're just worried about the flavor that has been absorbed, you can use it for cold, no problem, on a temporary basis. But that seems to contradict what the Ramah said in Arachayim. So, look at the Sefer HaKashrut, Sefer HaKashrut, source number 35, called, However, if you wash it carefully, 
you are permitted to do it in a temporary manner. How do we resolve the Ramah in yeah. Arachayim? Maybe he wasn't talking about a temporary manner. What's a temporary manner? Holiday holiday. So if you're in a hotel and you want to have your cornflakes and cold milk, cold milk and use that, that would be yes. you'll be yeah. okay. That would be okay. You do not necessarily have to use a plastic plate. Yeah, you don't have to. Yeah. You don't have to. Right, right, exactly. Um, okay, we're gonna we're gonna have to stop there. There's uh, a lot to talk about, so we'll continue. Uh, we'll continue next year regarding glass dishes and other and other materials. It always confuses me. What's glass? Pyrex and glass. Oh, we'll discuss <laughs> it next. Oh, what goes mad at me? <laughs> okay, yes, of Thank you very Thank much. Of course. So we have there this case of this smell of me and her. We have to worry about the taste, yes. Yeah. We have to worry about the taste unless it's not a part. And that's what we are discussing. Yes. Yes. Yes, of course. I'll call, uh, I'll call uh, your helper. Um, okay. Very good, okay. How are you? Okay. Mm -hmm. Have a good time. This one. Wow.